Let's get this podcast going. Tonight, got a very interesting message. Uh, Kim and I went out of town, went up to a state park. We love to go to state parks. Got a great idea from the Lord. Gave me a message while we were up there. Don't feed the bears. Don't feed the bears. And you're probably thinking, what in the world has that got to do with the Bible or God or anything else? Matter of fact, the only bear story I know, I think one, and Pop probably knows this one, when Elijah, the key, he came out of the town and the kids were mocking him and making fun of him. Said, go up, old bald head, go up. And the Bible says he called out two she-bears and ate them youngins up. But uh, that's about the only bear story I know in the Bible. But tonight, what we're going to do is, is explain how not feeding the bears has something to do with us as an illustration. As I said, Kim and I love to visit state parks. We love to hike. We love to go see what's at beautiful places. Sometimes you just need to get out and go. You'll love it. Uh, a lot of beautiful state parks. Georgia has loads of state parks. Uh, they ain't trying to how many or within a 50-mile radius of where we live. So we love to go there. But now one thing you'll notice, all state parks prohibit people from feeding the wildlife unless it is specified, such as sometimes they may have a pond area and there's some ducks, and you can buy some duck food, or they may have a petting zoo. You don't find many, but once in a while, and there you can feed the animals. But everywhere else, it is prohibited. They tell you don't feed the animals. Now, most all state parks that have bears, you have to go more up in the mountainous regions, will have signs just like this one that says, do not feed the bears. And there is a reason for that. No, often when I'm teaching or preaching, something I feel is a gift that God has given me, I can look at something in the physical and I can give you spiritual implication on what God is saying through that. Jesus calls it parables. But I thank God uh, there's a lot of moments in the word. Uh, our videos on YouTube, Glenn Mills Ministries YouTube, you can go and find a lot of those moments in the word, those five to eight minute nuggets of taking something that is physical and being able to pull out the spiritual implication, what it means. So being I do that, that's really what we're doing tonight. So let's examine why you should not feed the bears. You've seen the sign, don't feed the bears, but why is it? They don't want you to feed the bears. Number one, it causes them to lose their instinctive fear of humans. When you feed them and they get used to it, then the next thing you know, they, they, they lose their fear of humans. Now, where I grew up in eastern North Carolina, we didn't have a lot of bears, but then eventually more bears started moving in. Uh, had a lot of bears down around Whiteville, North Carolina, because there's a lot of sand, a lot of blueberries, and they actually have to fence off the beehives and all that to pollinate the blueberries because there's so many bears. And, and I actually had the privilege of sometimes going down there to hunt bears. I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings tonight. But uh, so I would go there. But most of the time, what we call the black bear or the light brown bear, they are afraid of people. But now a grizzly bear will hunt you down. That's the reason people, I had the chance one time, a guy said, hey, how would you like to go to Kodak, uh, Alaska, Kodak, Alaska, and hunt grizzly bear? And I said, no way. And he said, well, why not? Man, it's a free trip. I said, I'm not going to hunt anything that's going to hunt me. And that's just the way it is. But black bears and all of those most time are afraid of people unless you start feeding them. And then they lose that fear of human beings. Number two, it causes the bear to cause damage to property, 
can also injure people. It can also become a risk to the public. And also that bear, if you feed one bear, it encourages other bears to do the same thing. Number three, they become habitual beggars and panhandlers. They will get to where they will not even hunt their own type of food and they're begging and going around neighborhoods and tearing up trash cans and all such as that. So we find out that they become beggars and panhandlers. Number four, eating proceeded uh, processed food is not healthy for them, doing uh, along with the packaging that it comes in. Now, then number five, garbage, as far as wildlife con concern, garbage kills. Garbage will kill wildlife. Now, the comparison I want to make tonight is between feeding the bears and feeding our flesh. Feeding the bears and feeding our flesh. The flesh nature, the carnal nature. In Galatians 5, 16, the Bible says, walk, which means live, in, which also means with, the spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust, which means the desires of the flesh. So look at that again. Walk or live in with the spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust, the desires of of this flesh nature. And the scripture warns us of the appetites of the flesh nature, the carnal nature, we call it, the old man. There's a lot of terms for it. In 1 Peter 2.11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech thee, strongly urge, beseech means to strongly urge you as strangers and pilgrims to abstain, which means refrain from doing, abstain from lustly fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Now look at it again. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from lustly or fleshly lust, carnal lust, which war against the spirit and the very soul. Now to refrain means this, a measure or condition that keeps someone or something under control or within the limits. So what happens if we feed the flesh, we know what happens if we feed the bears, but what happens if we feed this flesh, the appetites of the flesh, the desires of the flesh? Now, number one, like the bears lose their instinctive fear of humans, the more we give in to sin, the less we fear God. Same thing. Just as that bear gets accustomed to, to the food and humans who give it, we, uh, they lose their fear. We lose our fear of God. The deeper you get into sin, the less you fear God. And that's important to remember. Number two, like the bears, we start damaging things around us and hurting the people around us. We start damaging our relationships. The more we feed the flesh, the more we give into the appetites of the flesh. We damage relationships. We, we damage our finances. We can damage our emotion. We can do all kinds of damage and we can hurt people badly if we feed the flesh. Just like you feed the bears, damage is going to be done. Number three, whereas bears become a public risk, we become a kingdom risk. Think about that. People are looking at us. They're watching us. That they want that we say we're Christians. But the next thing you know, we're doing things we shouldn't do. We're saying things we shouldn't say. We're probably wearing things we shouldn't wear. 
That's when you and God, the Holy Spirit will let you know. But if we're walking in sin, living in sin, filling the desires of this flesh, what's going to happen? It's going to do damage to the kingdom. People are going to say, well, I, I, I can live just like that. I don't have to be a Christian. They're no different than I am. It does damage to the kingdom of God. Number four, soon those we influence, oh Lord, will begin to follow our footsteps. Just like one bear, if you feed him and he no longer fears human beings, he starts becoming a beggar and a pan. He starts acting unnatural. Christians do the same thing. If we start living in the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, we're going to get out of our Christian nature and people who are weaker in their faith, who are watching us, we're going to influence them and they're going to begin to follow our steps and they're going to start heading down the wrong road. Am I making any sense tonight? Number five, we become beggars and panhandlers to the pleasures of sin. Once we get addicted to it, once that bear gets addicted to natural or human food, he don't even want the other food. He wants that which he doesn't, he does, is not supposed to have. Why is it because of this flesh? The flesh wants the things of the flesh, and yet the spirit wants the things of God. But when we become what we feed this flesh, the next thing you know, we're doing things. We become beggars to the things of sin. We want more and more and more. People say, well, I'm just going to do this sin once. I'm just going to do this once. I'm just going to smoke this cigarette. I'm just going to drink this one beer. I'm just going to do this drug one time. I'm just going to have one affair. Uh-oh. Next thing you know, you become a beggar and a panhandler to sin. You become addicted to it. You cross the line. Somebody knows what I'm talking about tonight. We've all probably been there at some time. 1 Timothy 5, 6 says, But she, he, or they that live in pleasure is dead while you live. Now what does that mean? That means that that's all we're living for is this world and the pleasures of this world and the pleasures of this flesh. We're already dead. We're spiritually dead. We're of no good. We're no use. Well, what, can, what good are we to the kingdom if all our focus and all our ambitions and all our will is set into this world, into the things of this world? I need to be getting an amen out of somebody. But you see, the Bible says we're what? To be focused on the spirit, walk in the spirit, live in the spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, which the Bible says will pass away. It's only temporary. It's only momentary. One day it's going to be gone. But that which we do in the spirit is forever. That's what we need to be focusing at. So that we don't become beggars and panhandlers to the pleasures of sin. Number six, feeding the flesh is not spiritually healthy. Just like bears, when they start eating human food, it's not healthy for them. Most people are told by their veterinarians you shouldn't feed dogs human food because then they begin to get all the sickness and diseases that humans get. You should feed them what is designed for them, just like that bear is designed to go out in the woods and eat berries and dig up roots and all things such as that. When you start giving them human food, they start getting sick. They start getting all these things that they should not get. Why? Because it's not healthy for them. Just like lust and all the things of this flesh is not healthy to the Christian. Number seven is not only the sin, not only the food itself, but the packaging it comes in. 
A lot of times animals lose their lives because they get tied up in, in some of the, like the bottle, when you have bottle straps and all that, they get tied up in the plastic. They get tied up in the boxes or in the, get their head stuck in the cans. The packaging a lot of times can do damage. Well, how in the world are you going to tie that in to this? <laughs> that, that's the easiest one I've done. When we look at the desires of the flesh, we look at the pleasures of sin, look at how it's packaged. TV, movies, videos, books, music, magazines, and the list can go on. You see, it's all put in a pretty package that if we're not careful, it's going to lead us astray. It can hurt us. It can bring damage. It can cause us to lose our fear of God. It's unhealthy. But number eight, physical garbage, as we said, kills bears, just like worldly garbage kills believers. What a comparison. Wow. In Romans 8, 6 through 8, the word of God says, for to be carnally, which means fleshly minded is death, which means spiritual death. Doesn't mean if you do a sin right now, you're going to drop dead. Now, there might be some sins you could do, get yourself killed real quick. But all in all, what it's talking about is a spiritual separation. The more we give in to sin, the further it pushes us away from God. We become spiritually separated from God. But to be spiritually minded, the Bible says, is life and peace. I'm going to ask you tonight, what do you want? Do you want death, separation from God, or do you want life and peace? The Bible says if you want that, we've got to what? Quit giving in to the flesh. Quit feeding the flesh. Quit giving in to temptation. Quit sinning. The Holy Spirit will help us. So Brother Mills, you're saying tonight we, we can be sinless. I never said that. But I will say this. We can sin less. Big difference. We're not sinless but we certainly can, with the Word of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, sin a whole lot less. And that should be our desire. That should be our goal. Goes on to say in Romans, because the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, is enmity, which means enemy against God. Have you ever really thought about that? When we get in to the desires of the flesh and the pleasures of the flesh, we actually are becoming an enemy of God. That, that's, a, that's pretty deep. But we need to realize that's how God looks at it. If you're going to walk in that sin and you don't even care, you're not even convicted by it, you're, you're, you're not even touched by it, you're, you're literally separating yourself from God. Now, can we separate ourselves from his love? No. But we can certainly spiritually separate ourselves from God if we keep walking down the road to sin. Enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, which is love. Everything we do is in love. And if we truly love God, I'm going to stress this, if we truly love God, we will not want to sin. Bottom line. And if we do sin, it will grieve us and convict us in our heart. Amen. I really believe that with all my heart. If we, well, I love God, but you know, I, I get drunk or I do that. No, you don't love God. You love you. Brother Mills, I don't believe you said that. Well, let me repeat it. You love you. Just like I love me when I choose to sin 
and not love God enough not to sin. And my friends, again, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm not telling you you can do it. I'm not telling you I can do it on my own. We can't do it on our own. That's the reason God gave us the precious Holy Spirit to help us. I remember growing up so many times trying not to sin, having something in my life that was constantly pulling me down and, and making me feel ashamed and, and all of this. And oh, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try hard. Thank God when I found out who the Holy Spirit was and that he would help me and comfort me and strengthen me and correct me and rebuke me and love me, it set me free from me. Not about what we can do. It's about what we do with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason God gave us the Spirit. So that we could live a way pleasing to Him and beneficial for us. My friends, every time we turn away from sin, God is blessing us. God is favoring us. God is using us mightily. Remember, I've said so many times, the reason God does not want us to sin because every sin we do, every sin we give into, somehow, some way, shape, form, or fashion is going to steal, kill, or destroy. That is the nature of sin, and that's why God loves us so much. He doesn't want us to sin, and He loves us so much, He gave His Son for our sin, but then He gave us the Spirit to help us stay away from sin. It goes on to say, we're not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh, follow the flesh, the desires of the flesh, feed the flesh. Listen to what it says, can not please God. Paul said it plain as day. We cannot live a life of sin and not at least try to turn from our sin and think that God is satisfied with it. The Bible says we cannot please God when we choose to sin and not even try not to. If we feed our flesh, we will gradually separate ourselves from God's presence. Now remember, God's everywhere. But we will separate ourselves from his presence his power, his anointing, everything that he's made available to us by choosing to sin, we give it up. We must feed our spirit. The Bible says, and at the same time, we're starving the flesh man to death. The more I walk in the spirit, the less I walk in the flesh. The more I feed my spirit, the more I starve my flesh nature. In Matthew 16, 24, it says, if we're going to follow Christ, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Keyword, deny ourselves. But you know what is so beautiful about that? The moment I deny myself is the moment he blesses my socks off. The moment I give up everything for God is the moment he'll give me access to everything that will bless me. Not anything that's going to hurt me or harm me 
but only that which is going to bless me. And I can promise you the things that bless you the most, that bless me the most, are things money cannot buy. Joy and peace and true happiness and comfort and strength. And the list can go on and on. The things that God pours into us that bless us the most money cannot buy. That's the reason they are not of the flesh. So many people are trying to find happiness in the flesh. Trying to find joy and peace. You'll never find it in the flesh, man. But if you'll die to self and let Jesus be Lord, let the Holy Spirit be your strength, your comfort, your helper, let God be your Father and the Word be your foundation, you'll have joy. Unspeakable, the Bible says, and full of glory. Just as the state park, I like this. One more thing I can add, just as the state park has rangers to keep everybody in line so that we don't feed the bears. <laughs> you feed the bear in the state park and let the ranger see you do it. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. He's going to find you, ticket you. If it's bad enough, you might even get locked up. But just as the state park has rangers to help the park stay in order, to keep the bears where they need to be so that everybody can have a good time and enjoy the park, the kingdom of God has the Holy Spirit to keep everything beautiful and in order so that we don't feed the flesh. Wow, what a comparison. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your affection, your desires on the things above and not on the things of this earth. Set your desires on the things above. You know, my friends, the more we think and ponder on the things of God and read the word of God and walk in the presence of God and fellowship with the spirit of God, the more and more this world slips away and the more blessed we become. You know, in the Passion Bible, what I read was out of the King James, but the Passion Bible says it this way. I love the King James, but also like what the Passion said, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with distractions of the natural realm. Wow, look at that again. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm, the promises of God, the presence of God, the provision of God, the promotion of God. Think on the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. What is that? The promises that God is faithful to keep his word and not on the distractions of this natural world. Now in the King James, again, it says, set your desire on the things above and not on the things of this earth. In verse three, why? For we are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. We don't even belong here. The moment I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior is the moment I stepped out of this world and into the kingdom of God. And my focus should be the kingdom, the Father, helping other people, doing what pleases God, knowing that it's going to bless me anyway. But my desire is to please my Father, not to get blessed. 
That's just a byproduct. I know if I bless him, I'm already blessed. Same thing for you. Sadly, bears who become addicted to human food often end up having to be destroyed because it's hard for them to go back to the way they used to be. A lot of times, <clears throat> I've watched a lot of programs on outdoor life and stuff like that, and a lot of times what they'll do, if a bear gets used to food and he comes into the town and he's going through the garbage cans and all that, they will capture the bear and they will take him way, way back into the woods and he'll have to learn all over. It's instinct. It'll come back to him. Just like the person who strays away from God, if you'll get back in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the instinct of the Spirit will, will rise back up in you again. But if, if, if that bear keeps coming back to town, he'll have to be destroyed. And that's just like people who get addicted to sin. If you're not careful, it will destroy you. But if we will confess our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and bring us back in full fellowship with Him, tonight, don't feed the bears and don't feed your flesh. Don't feed that flesh, man, but instead feed the spirit. Feed your spirit. And the Bible says you will have abundant life. 